one day I'm going to time that just right for the countdown to go right when we're ready, right when we start. But anyhow, it's another edition of Folks Talking Sports. I'm the host, Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Bar Review. Joining me right now is the youngster, the young lion of the group, Andy Yanez. You know, you don't have your, your Paul Samajama or your Community Impact newspaper up there, man. Let, let folks know who you are, man. It doesn't fit. <laughs> it doesn't fit when I try to add it on. Um, what? All, well, not all of it, man. You know, just one at a time, man, or something like that, man. Just uh, let folks know who you are. Because, you know, I, I'll do my part here in just a second once I figure out what I'm doing here um, with our Twitter stuff and things like that. But, yeah. All right, man. Is there anything on your mind you want to start? Because we're going to be joined, hopefully, in a few minutes. I, I do. I remember this. Will Gibson was doing some, uh, I think the, the Browns were playing today, and he was probably doing some post-game stuff. And once that's finished, he's going to be able to join us. And then – in roughly 45 minutes or so, Kim Davis from Chalk Talk. She'll join us as well to talk Texans, Rockets, local teams, all that good stuff. She's been around. She's one of the people I've looked up to for years. So get her on the show. She's one of the first, she can tell her bio, but she's one of the first African-American um, people to have a sports TV show in, in Houston many wow. moons ago. So. And we've kept in touch all these years. But, yeah, she does a great thing with Chalk Talk. You and I were talking off before we got started about Dejan Giroux and then the surprising news there. Talk about Dejan and the Cougs. And then we're going to get pick your brain on the Rockets' 82-game schedule. And you keep track. I'm going to toss them out. And we're going to do wins and losses as of August 22nd. Yeah. Um, we mentioned how we were kind of surprised based off of – what Dejan Giroux had been able to show in the summer league. That's um, and, and and again, it's a report. I haven't I haven't seen um, absolute confirmation or any details on the contract. But based off what Dejan Giroux had been able to do in the summer league for the Heat, I mean, he had two games where he had near triple doubles. I think he had a he did have a double double in one of the games. I think it was a fourteen point ten uh, rebound double double. Or but. Um, um, I'm a bit shocked that the Heat let him go and didn't even extend. If if it is true that they let him go and don't extend at least a two way deal, or I think there was also a I saw a rumor of a an Exhibit Ten deal, which is basically a non guaranteed uh, type of deal. But I mean, I think Indiana is a much more interesting place, just considering on where they are. They're not necessarily in a chase for a championship now mode as the Heat would be in. So maybe they're sellers at the trade deadline if things don't go right for them. And possibly, we're best-case scenario, Dejan sees some playing time at the end of the season. But I, I was surprised uh, in total. What were your thoughts? I was surprised. Uh, one of my friends sent it to me. And Scott Agnes from Fieldhouse Files, he's a reporter for the Pacers, covers the Pacers, reported Saturday that uh, Indiana is going to sign Dejan to a two-way contract, which basically he can practice with the Pacers, and participate in as much as 50 games in the NBA with, with the Pacers this season and more time being in the G League, but maximum 50, 50 games with the Pacers, with the, the big team. But, yeah, you know, based on what Coach Sampson had told us uh, last month about how much that he really wanted Dejan and were looking into buying out, getting a second-round pick in the draft to select Dejan, I wonder, and I have not reached out to Deke 
and I'll hopefully get a chance to do that and see if he can, you know, comment on it because I have not received any, the Pacers have not sent out a press release about it yet announcing it. And they are pretty good about uh, sending out press releases about transactions, coaches, players, et cetera. So they hadn't done anything about that yet. So not questioning Scott Agnes and his reporting just hasn't happened yet. It's not official yet, but uh, hopefully, you know, you and I with our Cougar contacts can maybe reach out to Dejan and to see, because has he tweeted out anything about it? You know, if he has, no. it's probably not official yet. So, and he probably can't. Actually. So, um, but Indiana, as opposed to Miami, in terms of fit, uh, I mean, as you stated, Miami is more in a win championship now mode. I think Indiana is more in a get to the playoffs mode. Um, you know, I mean, I think Dejano, he's gonna have to spend time in the G League either way. And uh, I think he and his agent representation did what was best for, for him. And it could have been a case of Miami was waiting on another personnel move before they signed Dejan to the two-way deal. And then it swooped in and said, hey, man, we got a spot for you. We believe in you, too. We want to give you a two-way contract. Because that's one thing. You know, he was undrafted. So Miami didn't have really any ties to him to keep other teams from doing this, you know, signing him as opposed to like a second round pick, for example, you know, give my Detroit Pistons example, Luca Garza, you know, as a second round pick, Detroit had his rights because they drafted him in the second round. And ultimately, um, you know, they signed him to a two-way contract. So they didn't give teams a chance to sign him based on how Luca did in summer league. So, but so Miami, for whatever reason, you know, maybe, I Winderman, beat writer for the Miami Sentinel, will have more details on this tomorrow or Tuesday about why Miami did not sign Dejan to, to a deal because he was reporting it as well last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday based on how Dejan was doing so yeah. far in Vegas, how he, he had done in Vegas. So maybe there's reason for it. But if it once it's official, good luck to Dejan and, and his pursuit of the NBA. Two-way contract is a great way to be in the league. Great way to get some time with the NBA team, but also develop in the G League, get some more minutes in the G League. So good luck to him. And we'll keep following him, keep tracking of his career throughout. But now, young man, you tweeted this to me, and I tweeted back to you that I already did the Rockets schedule on on my website, HoustonRombardView.com. All right. Regular season, Rockets tip it off, and you – Keep a tally over there on your computer, your phone, pen and pad, pencil and pad, whatever. But the Rockets will begin the season, regular season, October 20th. We're going month, month by month. First up, at Minnesota. Win or loss. And Rocket fans, oh. if you're tuning in on uh, the Houston Round Bar, the YouTube channel, I'm sure you're going to have some comments on what we're about to say. So <laughs> chime in. Feel free. At Minnesota, road home opener. Uh, I, I say Rockets can pull it out. I think they can start 1-0. Okay. Um, I disagree because I'm going with – I'm just going – I'm going to be different, a lot of this, be contrarian, but it also because it's Minnesota's home opener. You know, I think Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, and D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards, I think they want to get off on a good foot. You know, kind of thing like that. But keep in mind, 
we're doing this August 22nd. So we're mm. almost two months away. So yeah. injuries may happen. John Wasta on the roster. You know, yeah, all kinds of stuff may happen between now and October. We'll do this again uh, probably in October, see if anything changes. Okay, so you got them 1-0. I got them 0-1. Next, Oklahoma City home game here in Houston, Friday, 7 p.m., October 22nd. I got that. I got that as a win for the Rockets as well. I do too. Two and zero start for me. So one and one for me. Next Sunday, October twenty fourth. This was on NBA TV, and if I don't say the network, it's the local Houston affiliate AT and T Sports Network. If I do mention it, it's only like three or four times when it's not just AT and T Sports Net. So you can see that the Rockets are not yet national media darlings. With this group, folks, only have one mm-hmm. ESPN game, and we'll get to that shortly. As of right now, because I think the NBA and its TV partners have done some more flex scheduling to allow possible better matchups as the season progresses for the national broadcast. All right, Sunday, October twenty fourth, home against the Celtics, six p.m. Yeah, I don't see how they could pull that one out early in the season, Boston. I imagine. Should be healthy. I think they lose that one. Okay, so I agree. Loss. All right. Are you keeping track of this? Yeah. You you have them one and two. I have them two and one. Okay. Tuesday, 26th of October at Dallas. I I have that as a loss as well. I know they were able to beat the Mavericks a couple of times this past season, but uh, I, I don't see that happening. I think it'll be much different. Agreed. Loss. All right. October 28th, Thursday, 7 p.m. at home versus Utah. I have that as a loss as well. I think Utah Jazz are a bit of a tough matchup against this version of the Rockets. And really, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell will be a a great, um, based off what we saw this past season, how the Rockets struggled defensively, I think it'll be tough for the Rockets to be able to stop that duo, and they'll have Mike Conley healthy. And imagine early in the season, not much of an ace yet. So I have them losing that game. Agree. Okay. And while we're doing this, we're not looking at the opponent's schedule. So we don't know if these teams are coming, face the Rockets off a of back-to-back, off a road trip, long trip, you know, whatever kind of things. So this is just, as we're doing it right now, going down the schedule, the Rockets' schedule. Halloween, close out the month of October. At the Lakers. 9.30 p.m. A bit of a kind of a playoff schedule there with two back-to-back games with the Lakers. Not yep. to get ahead of myself, but you know what? I'm going to say they split one of those two. Early in the season, the Lakers trying to figure out a whole new team. I could see them splitting uh, those two games against the Lakers early on. Okay. All right, which one? Did they get the one in October on Halloween? I'll say, yeah, I'll say they finish off the October, the month of October would win. Okay, the Lakers are a little too overconfident. Okay. I got them with a loss, so that's one in five for me. Jeez. I have them at three, and you have them one in five. Three. Yeah. Yep. All right. Okay. As you touched on it, it's, a, it's like a, a baseball trip. Because so the next game, November 2nd, also in L.A. at the Lakers. So will they will they lose both of them, split, in your case, win both of them? 
Oh, no, I had them splitting. So I, if they win a Halloween, I have them losing the second game. All right. Coach Silas said last year that it was hard to beat a team two times in a row because mm-hmm. justice will be made, so on and so forth. That's true. Still picking Lakers. So <laughs> Rockets are one and six. All right. November 4th, Thursday at Phoenix. Against the reigning Western Conference champions, I think that's a loss. All right. I agree. <laughs> I have them three and five. All right. So I got them at one and seven, right? So, yeah. Okay. All right. Next. This is our part of the road trip. This is good, folks. This, this, this is how the Rockets schedule starts. November 6th at Denver. I have that. Early, early start, afternoon start. They got a few of those on the schedule this year. Kind of strange. Yep. Early start, just uh, two games difference between Phoenix and – or two-day difference between traveling Phoenix up to Denver and that altitude. I, I have them losing that game too. I do as well. So that's another loss. All Three right, and Will, seven for me. Will is joining us now. We're going over the Rocket schedule as of today, making predictions. Got so it. we are – what where are we at, Andy? How many games in? November 6th at Denver. We're Ten nine games in. in. We're nine in. I got them at one and eight. And Andy has them at three and six. Wow. Right? Yep. Okay. November 7th, last game of the road trip at Golden State. Ooh, at the man, at the end of the road trip, I, I see that as a loss too. That's the last team you want to play. Uh when you're fatigued, trying to chase around Steph Curry, all those screens. I have them losing that game too. Agreed. All right. I think a one and nine start is probably unlikely, but that's how I got things so far. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, okay. Yeah, that's a tough, that's a really tough road trip to start. <laughs> yeah. They're playing. Let's see, uh, out of the first 10 games, they have one, two, three, four, five. Is that seven? Is that right? Seven road games? Or is it yeah. eight? Or seven? At Minnesota, at Dallas. Yeah, seven. Yeah. Seven. Seven road games and all right. That's easy peasy. And yeah, eight of those yeah, eight losses. of those ten games are against playoff teams. Right, Will? Those are all losses, right? Yeah, that's easy though. That's an easy start. Can I tell okay. you another one? Okay. Next. Huh? All right, well, go, Will. You, you keep track of yours. Let me go back to October for you. Okay. Well, first up. Rockets at Minnesota to start the season, October 20th. Oh, that's Minnesota. Okay. That's Minnesota. And what's your point? <laughs> Say again? What's your point? What's my point? Yeah. The Minnesota wins that game. Rockets? Okay. Say that's, again? That's mm-hmm. what I said, too. Rockets going to lose that game. Yeah. Yeah, that's Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. Next up, Oklahoma City. Home for okay. Oklahoma City. Uh, yeah. Okay. Home, home opener. Yep. Home opener for the Rockets. All right, I'll give, I'll give them that. That's right. That's Houston. Okay, that's what I did. All right, next, home for Boston on Sunday, October twenty fourth. Okay, next. Okay. That's that's Boston. Okay, that's the L. Both, all, right. all three of us agreed on that. Okay, then next Tuesday at Dallas. Uh, 
Dallas. Okay. Thursday, home versus Utah. Utah. Okay, then close out the month of October. Sunday, Halloween at the Lakers. Okay. That's so scary. You, Halloween, that's appropriate. So you got them one in five then. You're one in five yep. like me. Yep. Okay, start November. November 2nd at the Lakers. Part of uh, the baseball kind of thing they'd be doing with keeping, trying to reduce travel. Two games in yep. a row in the same city. Yep. Lakers. Yep. All right, at Phoenix, November 4th. Phoenix. All right, November 6th at Denver. Denver. All right, then catch you up where we're at right, right, right now at Golden State, Sunday. Pull out the road trip. Uh, without Clay, Golden State. Okay, so you, you and me have them one and nine. What games did Andy have them winning? I'm curious. Minnesota? I had Minnesota, Oklahoma City, and uh, I'd see they could steal one of those two Laker games. Wow. That's that's very uh, optimistic, optimistic but yeah, it's early. Like, wait, hear me out. Early in the season, Lakers <laughs> trying to fit in new pieces. I could they see it can, happening. Yeah, fit in. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. It's well, the NBA. Okay. Well, any any know, given night. True, and keep in mind this this is August twenty second, so we're going to do this again in October before the season starts. K doesn't agree with us as he chimes in on YouTube, but with, with me and Will, that is one and nine. Okay. So far, three and seven. This is the Rockets' one game on ESPN. November tenth, Wednesday, versus Detroit. Home game versus Detroit. I got, I got the Rockets winning that just because it's at Toyota Center. I, I got them. Um, I'm gonna pick, pick the Rockets. See, I can be objective. <laughs> okay, because it's a home game. They'll have two days off from the five-game road trip. If it were like the day before, like November 9th, and just a travel day of rest, I think that that one day of practice will help them. And we know Jalen Green is going to try to go off to a point. So I'll pick the Rockets. In there, in there what is that? That have been an eight-game losing streak. So, yeah, I'll pick the Rockets right there. Will? To your last point, because Jalen Green is going to try to go off, I picked Detroit. Okay, Detroit. You know that's fair, Andy. So, all right, and keep keep in mind we don't know. I don't know if the Pistons are coming in, playing on November 9th, If the game be a back to back for them, don't know any of that stuff. Okay, what up? But we're just going down the rocket schedule right now. Okay. Next, Friday, November twelfth, home versus Portland. Dang. Oof. Yeah, Ooh, I, I have ball? to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. No, uh, yeah, I agree. I feel Portland takes that one. Okay. Next, Sunday, 14th November, home, Phoenix. Hmm. I'd say it's a home game Sunday. Uh, I, I'll give it to Phoenix. But I think it'll be a competitive game. We ain't talking about competitive, Andy. Right now we're doing W's and L's, man. <laughs> w's and L's, Okay. All right, Will shaking his head. That's an L. Yes. All right. Okay. Looks like we, we got the the Rockets. Another road trip. Road trip, but this team made the playoffs at Memphis. Second out of back to back. Sunday, Phoenix. Monday at Memphis. It's a tough back to back. I I have that as a loss. All right. Will. 
I also have a little as a loss. Okay, I think next we got the team the Rocket the Rockets should beat Wednesday at OKC. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll go. I'll go with them winning that game. Okay, Will. I'll do it. I'll do okay. I'll do uh, Houston win. Okay, I got him as well with a W there. But the next two, I'm telling you right now, no. All right, Saturday at the Knicks, four o'clock Houston time. Yeah, I I see that. I don't see them winning that game. Off uh, already the third game in the in the in the road trip, Knicks playoff team love to push the pace. I feel like Rockets lose. Will? Yeah, I'll pick the Knicks. All right, close out the road trip. Monday at Boston. Loss. <laughs> <laughs> Will? Boston. Boston. All right. Wednesday, November 24th, home versus the Bulls. Okay, I see. I'll go with a win. You said home against the Bulls? Yeah. No, I can't pick them against the Bulls. Not no, I picked Chicago. I do too. Saturday, home versus Charlotte. Hmm. That's a couple days win. off. I'll give them. I'll give them yeah. a win. Because that you know that's after Thanksgiving. The Hornets might be full of turkey and you know <laughs> fixing all that kind of stuff. You know, I think I'll give them a W there. All right, Will. What you say? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I'll pay. I'll, yeah, I'll pick Houston for that one. Okay, I think based on what we're doing so far, this this is the Rockets' best chance of a winning streak. November 29th, home Monday, OKC. I'll take that as a win. Yep, OKC. Okay, yeah, I'll take Houston for that one. Okay, so so far, three of the Rockets' wins are against OKC. Okay, let's let's do November. Andy, keep track of the tally there. What, what is that for November? Yeah, for me, I have them at. Um, give me a second. Um, I got them at four and ten in November. Yeah, I have them at eight and twelve at the end of November. No, 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 no. For the month of these of November. Oh, for just the month of November. Yeah. Sheesh. You had I eight have and them. twelve. You had them. So that's you had them five and nine because you had them three and three in October. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think me and you about the same, right? For November. Yeah, I haven't been tracking it. I'm, I apologize. I haven't. All right, December. Oh. Rockets are on a two-game winning streak. Three, if you're following my sketch. Well, well, yeah, we're, we're, okay, that's a fair point. All right, December first at OKC. I don't. All these many times they play Oklahoma City in close stretch, I feel that they, they they won't end up sweeping all of them. I have them losing that game. And see, that's the thing. I can't. I mean, OKC. We all expect them to stink. I mean, I think, yeah. but. Are they going to stink enough to get swept by the Rockets four times? I don't think so. 
and it's at OKC. Sometimes they end up getting hot. I, yeah, Rocket, I'm, I'm, I'll, it's Shea, I'll Shea going to carry OKC to get one win over the Rockets. So I'll, yeah, I'll give that an L. So let me comment to Aaron here. Uh, Rockets making a plan. We're discussing that, Aaron. Let's see. Eventually. What, what say you, Will? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take Houston for that one. Pro Casey. All right. Home versus Orlando, Friday, December 3rd. I'll, Rockets win that one. Saying that kind of confident, too, huh? Yeah, it's Orlando at home. All right, I'll go with you right there. Will? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with I'll go with Houston for that one. All right, home Sunday versus New Orleans. Hell, wow! I, I say Rockets take it. Hell, if 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 I mean you could be right, obviously, but if New Orleans loses to what we think is going to be a bad Rocket team. I mean, just keep making it easy for Zion to leave, you know. <laughs> but okay. All right. A few days off. Wednesday, December 8th. Home versus Brooklyn. And this is my hot take where I know that the Houston Rockets juiced up will still lose to the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get messed. <laughs> yeah, assuming two of the two of the big three play. Heck, it may even just be one because KD, you know, uh Will, it's going to be a, an upset? No? 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Next, home versus the, the reigning champs, December 10th, Friday, the Bucks. Uh, I have that as a loss. Agreed. Will? Yep. All right. Going to start a three-game trip now. And, boy, three, let's see, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of nine. On the road trip, starting with first up at Atlanta. At Atlanta. Oh, excuse oh, me. Did we, did we skip the Memphis yeah, game? At Memphis. Yeah. At Memphis. Off a of back to back against Milwaukee. That's a man. Okay. Every time they play Memphis, that's a tough stretch. I, I have that as a loss. L for me. Okay, then. Will, what, what, what say you? Yes, L. All right, then. That was. Saturday, December 11th. Next will be Monday, the 13th, at Atlanta. So Memphis on Saturday, the 11th, Monday, 13th, at Atlanta, at the Hawks. That's another loss. All right. This, this one's for you, Will. Next, December 15th, at Cleveland. Oh, that's an L. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think they lose that game. The Rockets, for some reason, always struggle in Cleveland. They do. Okay. They come home for pack to change clothes because this is a back-to-back as well. Wednesday in Cleveland, Thursday home versus the Knicks. Yeah, another brutal stretch. I had them losing that game. All right, back on the road. Oh, this one is strange. Eleven in the morning. Yes, on a Saturday Saturday at Detroit at eleven a.m. Central Time. L. That's 11 a.m. Central. Good goodness, <laughs> that's an interesting. Yeah, that's that. a, that's an L. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make that one because it's a Saturday. If I get somebody to take care of my week mom, week before Christmas, week before Christmas, 
gonna try to make that one because it's 11 o'clock, fly in Friday, fly out Saturday night, whatever, whatever kind of thing, you know. Hopefully, hopefully, we can do that. But, well, what you got? Yeah, that's that's a that's a L. I tried, I tried. That's a L. That's a L. All right, continuing the road trip Monday, the 20th of December versus the Bulls. That's a loss. Yep, that's a loss. A lot of, a lot of losses here, Rocket fans. Y'all listen, y'all to your choir. Last week, y'all were chiming in with some hot takes. You know, well, they must have seen how brutal the schedule is. I mean, my goodness, <laughs> so many road right. games. The Continuing season. the road trip Wednesday in Milwaukee. Loss. Loss. <laughs> All right. Thursday, back to back in Indiana against the Pacers. They might beat Indiana. Yeah, like I mentioned, Chris, I, I think it's interesting where Indiana goes, but uh, off the back-to-back, I think it's too much to say they could yeah. win. You're, I have them losing that game. You're being kind, Will. Lost. Uh, all right, close out the road trip. Christmas break. Got it. Yeah, a few days off because Thursday, the 23rd in Indiana. Don't play again until Monday, the 27th, versus the Hornets in Charlotte. Closing out at 8. Game eight road game the nine game stretch. I have them losing that game. Yeah, first game after Christmas break. That's a L. On the road after traveling for over a week. All right, coming Which home. But damn, they're coming home the very next day. Back to back <laughs> against day. the Lakers. Against the Lakers. Yes. I have them losing that game. I mean, this schedule is brutal. <laughs> <laughs> this schedule is almost like a, a a Rockets team made the playoffs last year. This, this is rather than having the worst record in the NBA. All right, closing out 2021, New Year's Eve, Friday, December 31st, 6 p.m. in H-Town versus Los Heat. I have them losing that game. Wow. I have them at 10 and 26 at the end of the year. Okay. So you got them with two wins in in December, right? Yeah. I got them with one. Wow. See, that's one out of. That's brutal stretch. Is that out of 16 games? Is that what that is? Yeah. Woo. Boy. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Jeez, 16 games in one month, and most of them on the road. Out of those 16 games, they have, was it nine? Yep, nine road games. Nine road games. Saying like that sounds better than when we look at it, eight of those are part of an eight and, eight and nine stretch. So. Yeah. yeah, they're on the road for a 16. They only have one home game from a 16-day stretch. And then they so, go from New Year's Eve to New Year's evening. Oh, wow. Playing Denver. It's home. A home back-to-back. But that, a that's home back-to-back, another... New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Yeah, I see that as a, as a loss. I'm going to toss a curve. I'm going to pick that as a W because one of those two teams, somebody's going to party too much. No, and, you know, let's just say the it's Rockets the Nuggets. Are at home. 
you know. I don't know. Rockets are the home but, team. But based on Filled Mr. with young guys. Yeah, that's true. Based on Mr. Ice Grill meeting Paul Wall and stuff, and, you know, he might want to – I don't know. But uh, just being different because, I mean, my, my goodness, I think October, November, December, I got them with six wins and 30 losses. <laughs> so start off the new year, 2022, with, with a W. <laughs> Why not? Because Monday – January 3rd at Philly. That's Another L. loss. That's L. Let's see how the people are doing. The healthy Rockets. We just, hey, we're picking the Rockets based on who they are. We're not picking them because they're injured. You know, this is as of August 22nd. We're picking them as we think how it's going to go. And based off the schedule, the other team. And the schedule. That's the, and no. the schedule, you know, as well. But, uh, in October, we'll do this again, and things may change based on injuries, trades, folks stepping up in, in uh, the four preseason games. So we'll see. Next, January 5th, at, I think, an improved Wizards team. That's on yeah. paper. I got to prove it, but, you know. I, I'll give the Rockets a win, just in terms of they've been on a long losing streak. I, I think they'll be able to steal at least one of these games. Will? Uh, not this one, though. This is a win for Washington. Okay. Going home, Friday, January 7th. Home versus the Mavs. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Dallas. <laughs> okay. Will? Yeah, Dallas. All right, Sunday, January 9th, home versus the Timberwolves. I got the Rockets winning that game. Progress. I do, too. Wow. All right, now a five-game road trip begins. Another one. Wednesday, the 12th of January, versus the Spurs. They'll beat the Spurs. I'm going to pick the Rockets win that game. Yeah, off three games rest. I agree. Three days rest. Now, the, the next two, Friday the 14th, Sunday the 16th, uh, versus the Kings in Sacktown. Yeah. I think I, they'll split. I agree. Split. I think they'll – I got them losing the first one, winning the second one. Yep. Yeah. Then Wednesday at Utah. That's a loss. Yeah. Friday. At the Warriors. Oof, that's a tough, that's a tough turnaround. That's, that's a loss. Right Clay be back. Clay be back. That's a loss. That's the fifth of the fifth and final of the five-game road trip. All right, Andy. I have them at fourteen and thirty-two. So you got them as a beat, beating the Warriors or, or losing? No, I have them losing that game against the Warriors. Okay, coming home. First game off the uh, five-game road trip will be Monday versus the Sixers. Another loss. Agreed. Will? Yep. Next, very next night, Tuesday versus the Spurs. I have them winning that game. I do too. Boy, I don't know about that. Spurs won't be as good, but anyway, but okay. That's not the team you want to face on the second night of a back-to-back. Friday. Will, what, what say you? At home against the Spurs. Oh, they'll win that. They'll win All that. Right. They'll win that. Friday, 
So I go from Tuesday versus Spurs to Friday home versus the Blazers. That's yeah. No, I think they beat Portland. All right. I'm a fool. I got an, I got them at the L. Goes out the month. Home versus the Warriors on January 31st. I, I, I got them beating Golden State. I think they can take at least one of them during the season. So I have them on a little winning streak right now. All right. So so for me, for January, Will, you shaking your head? That's a loss. For yeah. you. All right. For yeah. me, I got them in January. Wow. It's their best month so far for me. I got them with five <laughs> wins. And... Nine losses. Okay, so wow. So I mean, we've got about around eleven and thirty-nine. <laughs> oh, boy, Woo, I have them seventeen thirty-three. So yeah, well, you gotta have them like that because you got making the play-in. So you know. <laughs> All right, February. It's for you, Will. I think the winning streak continues. They'll beat Cleveland second. Home versus the Cavs. I have them on a four-game winning streak. You're, you're going to be wrong, but okay, that's fine. The viewers <laughs> love you, I'm sure. February 2nd, home versus the Cavs. Let me see awesome. something, yeah. Oh, a couple of days rest. Got to check the schedule here. Check the Cavs schedule here. Yeah, they uh, they got a day off. They're coming in. They play New Orleans on the 31st at home. Then they go to Houston. Yes. Hey, that's a sweep. That's a season sweep for the Cavs. Ooh. Oh, okay. Uh, see, see he's, not, he's not being objective. He's not being objective, but that's okay. I, did, uh, I, I disagree. But, I think that's uh, Let's see. I got, I'm got. giving him a W. Mm-hmm. Because I got him losing the next game Friday in San Antonio. Yeah, I agree. The losing streak ends in San Antonio. Will? Yeah, they'll beat the Spurs. All right. Mm-hmm. Sunday, February 6th, the first of a home and away, home versus the Pelicans. I have them beating the Pelicans in that first game. Will? Uh, okay, they'll beat them. They'll beat them in the first one. Okay, well, Tuesday, go to New Orleans to play the Pelicans. They'll I got them in a loss. They're going to lose both of them. Yep. They're going to lose both of them. Ooh. Will? Got them a loss. Yeah, they'll lose that one. They'll lose the. Okay, y'all got them in a split. I got them losing both. All right. Thursday, February 10th, home versus the Raptors. I have them winning that game. Yeah, loss. Okay. (laughs) Oh, now that you're here, let me do this real quick so folks can can, uh, follow my man because I'm sure they're going to love him more than they love me and Will. There we go. All right, because Andy, you're getting close to 20 wins for him, aren't you? I have him exactly that, 20 yeah. and 35. So I know I'm not close to that. I think I should be around maybe 10, so, <laughs> something like that, whatever. Okay. And we have some uh, – well, let's finish the schedule. Yeah, Val- Valentine night on the road in Utah. Oof. Yep, I'm losing that game. All right, agreed, L. February 16th on the road versus the Phoenix Suns. That's an L. Yep. And the very next night at the Clippers. These are some brutal. Yep. Travels. All right, then we got 
All Star break. Okay. And for a week in Cleveland, yes, sir. Uh, so go from a game on February seventeenth. The next game will be February twenty fifth. First game after the break at Orlando. I have them winning that game. They sweep the Magic. No, they lose that. First game off the break, they lose that. They lose that. I can see your logic too, Will, but I'm just going to pick them. Why not? You know, because they trying to snap. In my my case here, I got them snapping a six-game losing streak, seven-game losing streak. So, yeah, why not? Close out the month of February, home versus the Clippers. That's an L. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I think I think they split off the back to back. Uh yeah, back to back with the Clippers. See, see, he keeps jumping ahead. So yeah, okay. All right. So February, I got the Rockets in the month of February with two wins and eight losses. Woo. Is that right? Yeah. Boy, okay. Andy, what do you do for, for February? Ooh. So you got them like around 500 or so for February. Or, or even yeah. Just actually, yeah. Around 500. Just under. All right. All right, March, as Andy alluded to, be the second of a Two-game homestand with the Clippers. March 1st, Clippers. If they win the first game, I see them dropping this second one. Or if they win the first one, I see them. Or if they lose that first one, I see them winning the second. So I have it to split. Will? How they lose to the Clippers back-to-back? I do, too, even though I do like – I mean, I kind of do believe in the making adjustments thing – and teams try to be the team. They, the they beat the Clippers last year, too. But whatever. This is right now. So, okay. I'm going to get her take on this. Uh, just a minute. We'll get it for her for April. Well, right middle of March, we're going to bring Kim Davis in and talk about the rest of the Rocket schedule for predictions. All right. March 2nd, home versus Utah. Back to back. Clippers yeah. on the first, Utah on the second. See that as a loss. I do too. Will? Yeah, that's hell. All right. Friday, March fourth at Denver. A loss. That's a loss. Sunday, home versus Memphis. That's a home. Loss. I have them winning again. I'm, I'm picking a win now. No logic, no reason particularly why. Just gonna pick them. If they can start turning things around at home as the season winds now. March 7th at Miami. That's a loss. A loss. March 9th, home versus the Lakers. That's a loss. Mm-hmm. March 11th, home versus the Mavs. Hmm. That's a I, loss. Have them, I have them winning that game. I don't think they'll get swept by Dallas. Hmm. I'm going to pick them as a W there, too. Wow. Like I said, they're going to start doing better as the season progresses at home. All right, March 13th at the Pelicans. I see them losing that game. Agreed? Yep. All right, and now 
as promised, going to bring her in from Chalk Talk starting March 16th. Going to bring in uh, one of my colleagues, mentors, sisters, all those things, uh, Kim Davis. How you doing, Kim? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining us. Let me replace one banner with the other banner. Let's see here. So folks can see. Oh, she got it up there. See, she, that's a pro right there, folks. <laughs> but we're going to do it right there. All right. Okay, Kim. We got, oh, I think, maybe 12 to 15 games left in Rocket schedule as we're making predictions as of August 22nd. Okay. Okay. <laughs> March 16th. I haven't, my Rockets record right now, we are, what, maybe 70 games, 65 games in. I think I have them at maybe 15 wins. <laughs> maybe. Okay. Yeah, something like 60 that. 60 games. I have them at 24 and 44. Yeah, something like I don't, something like that. Okay. Okay. And I think Will's even worse than my record. Yeah. yeah. All right. March 16th, home versus Phoenix. Kim, you first. Yeah, they're not going to win that game. <laughs> That's going to be an L. Andy? Yeah, I agree. Will? Agreed. It's unanimous. L. All right. Next Friday, March 18th. Home. Indiana. Indiana. I have them. Oh, I have them winning that game. Yeah, I'm gonna give him a W. I, I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna go with a win against Indiana at home. Okay, I got him with an L. Will? I'll say it like this: Eric Gordon comes back to Houston. <laughs> no, um, and they. Uh, well, he, he might by that point. I know. He I might. Know, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they'll they'll beat Indiana. Okay. Beat like I said, I got him with the L, so I'm being different. That's fine. Next, this is a home game. This, this is a four-game homestand for the Rockets. Third game of the of the homestand, Sunday, March 20th, a 2:30 start, but it's not ABC. It's, it's <laughs> AT&T Sportsnet. Home versus Memphis. <laughs> I have them winning that game. L. I have them with the L. You? I Will? say L. Yeah, they lose that. Yeah, they okay. lose that. Close out the homestand the very next day, Monday, versus the Wizards. I got him a W. Yeah, yeah. I have a W. They beat the Wizards. Yeah. Will? I agree. Yep. All right. Now, start a, starting a three-game road trip Wednesday in mm. Dallas. Mm-mm. Loss. Yeah, they're going to lose. Okay, agree. Now, the next two are both in Portland. Friday, March 25th. And Saturday, March 26th. I think they split. I'm going to be optimistic and say they split. I mean, I kind of feel like they're going to lose them both, but I'm, I'm going to be optimistic and say they, they still won in Portland. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. I got them losing the first one, winning the second one. Will, what say you? Yeah, I'm going to say they lose both of them. Okay, lose both of them. All right. Uh, let's see. Next, Monday, March 28th, home versus the Spurs. I got them winning. I got them winning. All right, they'll beat the Spurs. I got them losing. Hmm. <laughs> Goes out the month of March, home versus the Kings. I see them winning that game. Yeah, I agree. They win it. They win. They beat the, they beat the Kings. 
All right, let's see. Let me let me do uh, my record for March. What did you yeah. say about that, um, Chris? Oh, uh, Sacramento. I got that win that one. I'll give him a W with that one. Okay. All right, so month of March. Let's see what I got for them. But another good month for me for the Rockets. I got them with five wins. <laughs> Yep, five and Ooh, is that a right eleven? Twelve. Is that right? You got seventeen games in March? Yeah. I got them at eight and nine. So five and twelve for me. All right. All right. Closing out the, at eight the and season. Nine. Five games in April to close out the season. Oh, they have a they have a home stand with the Kings. Because the first game, April 1st, home versus the Kings. Yeah, I think they split with Sacramento. So uh, I'm going to go with a loss. Yeah. I'm going to go with a, a loss. I think they split that. Will? Agreed. A loss. I got them sweeping the Kings. They're going to end Ooh. up getting uh, Luke Walton fired. So, <laughs> okay. All right. Sunday, April 3rd, Minnesota, home. Home from Minnesota. I think that's a win. Yeah, I'll go with that as well. Yeah, I'm going to give him a win against Minnesota at home. Mm. Well, I think they lose, just to be different. Okay. Tuesday at Brooklyn. That's a loss. That's a loss. Agreed. It's probably a loss, even if it the Nets have clinched the playoff spot. They may not need it for seeding, anything like that, but it's still they're weak. They're better than, than the Rockets, period. So yeah. uh, Friday at Toronto. I have them losing that game. Agreed. Yeah, yeah they'll probably lose at Toronto. Will? Yeah, I want to say they will win it, but they'll lose. I'll, I'll say they'll, they'll lose it. I got him with an L also. All right, closing out the season. Home game against the Hawks. I'll say they win to close out the regular season. Yeah, I'm going to say they're going to win. They're not going to end the season on a three-game, four-game losing streak. Agreed. Hopefully. I got him with a win. What do you say? Will? Okay, they'll win it. They'll win it. So Trey Young sits out. My predictions, yeah, that's possible too. My predictions... The Rockets finally have a winning month with April going three and two. But tally it up, I got them, let's see. Ooh, boy. 10 and 22, 15 and 31, 16 and 46, Jeez. 20 and 56. I got them 21 and 61. <laughs> wow. Chris, I have them 10 games better than you. I have them at 31 and 51. And notice that, Andy. Notice. You had them 31 wins. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure 31 wins going to get them the 10th seed for the playing. Mm. Yeah, looking at that schedule, I, <laughs> I might reevaluate my argument last week. So, uh, once again, you know. That's August 22nd. We're doing this. We'll do it again in, in October. 
during, you know, right before the season begins and see if things change. But yeah, 21 and 61. Mm. Ooh. Because that month of December, 16 games, I got but one win in December. Yeah, that's the stretch where they have eight of nine on the road. Yep, eight of nine on the road. You're going to have players talking amongst themselves like, man, this is bad. This is rough. This is tough. And fans are probably calling for Coach Silas's head and and things like that. You know, won't happen. But uh, had a question on YouTube. I said, yes, what do y'all say about it? Do you think Josh Christopher will make an all-rookie team? First or second, all rookie. All rookie. I rookie. don't see it. I don't see it. I know. I'd like to be yes. surprised. You said yes. Be okay. second team. Yes. Because I, I think he's going to get a lot of playing time. Starting. I think he will get a lot of playing time. So starting in February. <laughs> so February, yeah. or March. Because I think John Wall and and Eric Gordon will be gone. So. Jalen Green, Josh Christopher, both make all rookie. C fans, that could be a bright spot. Twenty-one wins. You still have two members of the all rookie team. It could happen. So, where did you guys say that uh, Josh uh, John Wall's going? Did you say that? I missed it. Say it again. John Wall, where's he going? Where do you? Well, we, we didn't say. Predict? Oh, just uh, we, somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, okay. we didn't. We didn't. You know, I just for. His future and the development of the youngsters at some point this season, it's, it's better for, for both sides for John to, to go somewhere else. I know he's a good leader and he'll, you know, lead the youngsters these first couple of months about how to be professional, all those things. Uh, I'm good with that. That makes sense. Yeah. But at some point, the losses are going to mount. John Wall, his people are probably going to say, you know, I want a chance to, to win. You know, this is not what I've how I want to end my career. So let's work on something so I go elsewhere. And then the Rockets do what they can and give more minutes to the youngsters. So that's, that's my take on that. Andy, what do you say? Yeah, I agree. Uh, him and Eric Gordon, I'd be surprised if somehow they're still on the roster by the NBA trade deadline. Will? I agree, yeah. They, they're going to find work, as you said, work with their teams, their uh, agents, and uh, find a, a good landing spot for both of them. Don't you think uh, my my concern about John Wall though is that his contract is so um, it's going to oh, take some. It's awful. It's gonna. It, I think that's gonna be much harder to un to move. You know, I don't know. Much harder to trade. To trade. I, that's true. I I think, it, but even trades, uh, a team. You know, if John Wall and his people start putting word out that he he wants out, and Force Rockets to to let him go and wave him. Then we're talking about Will Tillman eat that money. Nope, I don't think he will. That's the problem, or that's the I, challenge. That's the challenge. I think he will. Tillman for Tita? Yes, because I don't. I don't think he will. At 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 some point, the the keeping him will just hurt the youngsters in the long run. You know, yeah, I think Tim was more about his money than that. Oh, I'd I like agree. To, I'd like to agree that he would say that's better for the team, but I don't think he's going to take the L in the pocket. <laughs> I just don't. That You know, you could be right. You might be right. Yeah. I, I'm just choosing 
to believe Tuma's going to go a different route with fans back in the building and all those things. I think Tillman is just going to, you know, realize that it's time to start over. Time to to let the youngsters play going forward. Thank you, John, for your your, your time here with the Rockets. And just, you know, trade-wise, trade-wise, or just tell Rafael, Rafael, look, man, get a second-round pick for him in, in 2030. You know, whatever. Down the line, do that. See, the Rockets' problem is going to be Teams will force Tillman because they'll be like, Tillman, we know you you don't want you don't want John Wall on the squad. Okay, so, so we're not gonna make a trade. We're not gonna give you anything for him. We're gonna wait you out and make you cut him. Then Tillman might say, "All right." Have yeah, I <clears throat> I'd be willing to think that there's a better chance of them doing a trade where they're basically giving him away. But I, I think the money is a is a huge, huge deal, and I just don't see Tillman eating that. Uh, I don't see him cutting him. But you know, we'll see what happens. Will the Cavs no. want John Wall? No. For Kevin Love? <laughs> that does nothing. That's even. Uh, that's more money. No, no. Yeah. For Kevin Love and Eric Gordon? I mean, John Again, Wall and Eric Gordon? That's more money. No. <laughs> No. Uh, Andy, John Wall for. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Orlando is trying to go young. They're probably finally getting wise. Uh, Milwaukee, no. Toronto, probably not. Trying to find a sucker. Think of a sucker. Okay. All right. John Wall, the OKC. For mm-hmm. one of OKC's eight million picks, because we know OKC will will do that. They'll waive John Wall, and then John Wall will go sign somewhere else where somebody else get a chance to win. How about that? Who's going to waive him? OKC's going to waive him. Yes, they- OKC. They'll trade for him, give up a pick, like they just did uh, with Kemba, kind yeah, of something like that. You know. Yeah. I can see that, but Houston would have to probably attach another first with John Wall. Okay. What if Tillman says, do that. Give them one of our picks because, because with Kim's logic, yeah, I don't want to pay this man to be here anymore. Now that is what would motivate Tillman. How do I get this money off my books so I don't have <laughs> to pay him? That's the only way it happens. So John Wall and a protected first round pick in 2025, one of one of Brooklyn's picks, one of the Bucks picks, whatever, something, you know, whatever in the future to OKC for an OKC second round pick in 2028 or 20, whatever, you know, something. I'd do that if I were the Rockets, if they're really trying to get John Wall out of that, get out of the John Wall contract. John, Will? John Wall is owed $82 million over the next two years. Yeah. Right? Who, yeah. Who's, I, I'm with you. I mean, like, who's going to do it? No. The Cavs can't get off Kevin Love 60 right now. And he's talking about John Wall's 82? I don't see it. But John Ooh. Wall last year, when he, when he played, he, he produced. Kevin Love didn't put up good numbers. He produced. Like 40, it could be. 40, 40, yeah. 
Uh, it could be a champion or a team that has championship aspirations at the deadline might be desperate to try to, to get over the hump. That, that's why I said OKC. OKC, get another first-round pick. They're going to cut him, you know, and work out something with the team that picks him up or whatever about payment. You know, whatever. OKC don't care. At some point, they're going to start trying to win. It ain't at this some year. Point, at some you point, know? they're going to have to worry about those salaries. I don't know that they're going to keep doing that. You know, they have a lot of draft capital, but I just think that teams are going to be looking at, at, at their payrolls more. So y'all are saying the Rockets are stuck. That's y'all are saying? That's what I'm hearing? That's what I say, yeah. I, I mean, some way, his, somehow. His, his contract's so big, I think it's, it's just cost prohibitive to move him. Well, it sure But Tillman, because he ain't going to eat it. I mean, He's they, not going to eat it. Russ has been traded three times, three years, right? Something like that. Yeah, four. You four. Know? So, well, yeah, okay. It does only, it only takes one team, right? So, what y'all are saying makes a lot of sense, and it's top of the hour here. Folks talking sports on Facebook and YouTube. I'm Chris Gardner, the host. Joining me is Andyanez from Plus Amajama, Willie Gibson of WTG Sports, and Kim Davis from Chalk Talk. We're talking Rockets and John Wall contract here. Uh, okay, I want some of the people who are chiming in, who are watching us on Facebook. What do y'all say? Will the Rockets trade John Wall? Will the Rockets find a taker? Will the Rockets wave Tillman? Wave John Wall and Tillman says, <laughs> well, would that be something? Will Tillman say, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I'm not going to let the money go. Let John Wall stay around for another season. And we'll try to get him off the books 2022-2023. So what, what if John what if John Wall doesn't what if he gets injured? Because right. he, he's he cares to stay healthy. He's proven he hasn't stayed healthy. So you owe him eighty-two million dollars and he's not proven to be healthy. How are you gonna move him? Well, you're using logic, Will. I apologize. All of y'all all of y'all yeah. are using logic. <laughs> And that's fine. It's, it's my fallback. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm, I'm using, I'm not, I'm not using logic because there is always one, one team in the NBA that either believes that change of scenery will do the player good or our physical performance people can, can help work with him and keep him healthy or whatever. It only takes one. I think if, if he was, earlier in his career and had not had the kind of major injuries he had, if he had come back this past season with the Rockets and the whole season didn't have any injury issues, I think that would be, okay, we can really do something with him. But I just think, you know, um, he's further along in his career, he's older, and I just don't think he, it's going to be tough to move him. Okay. I okay. think it is. What if he, what if he puts up, very good numbers, and the Rockets still lose. And he's healthy. He improves his trade value for this season. What about that scenario? Well, that may be something, you know. Could you um, see a playoff team wanting to say, be willing to take on a contract and give up something in return for him? Hmm. Huh. 
what about a team like and I don't know I don't know how possible it might be just with the contract in turn, but what about a team like the Clippers that you know maybe they're hovering around the eighth seed, seventh seed without Kawhi Leonard? They have hope that he comes back towards the end of the season and try to add another star to help help load off of uh, Paul George and Kawhi when, if he comes back at the end of the season. Okay, okay, let's go with that. Let's go Reggie Jackson, Eric Bledsoe, pick somebody else uh, with the Clippers for John Wall. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. Oh. Uh, but then I guess that doesn't make too much sense for the Rockets. Um, Agreed, because those contracts, I think Bledsoe's contract comes up. Yeah, it comes up. Jackson doesn't because he just signed a, what, a two extension. or three year, three year deal. Three year. But okay, what if you, in a trade, you get back, a player you get back comes off the books next summer? 22. But you get also get a player who's who's on your books for at least two more years. I think it depends on the number. I mean, you know mm-hmm. Tillman, right? Where is he? What's the number? We we know he wants to. He, he I mean, cap matters to him. Luxury tax matters to him. Not that he's there yet, but um, the further he can stay under that, I believe, is where he wants to be. And so, depends on the player that's that has two more years on his books and what that, what that number is. I think, it, I think it, it comes down to math more so than even the player. Okay. And we've got a comment from Harden. I so God <laughs> like that name. <laughs> uh, he thinks Houston's goal is probably going to be to up wall and Gordon's trade value this season and then move them next season. Y'all agree with that? I think it's possible. Yeah. How healthy can they stay? I mean, that's, it's, it's, okay. a lot of it's going to depend on, you know. Let's say this. Is it, should it be the Rockets' goal to improve their trade value, play John Wall and Eric Gordon enough minutes, they produce? But what if they, their production, their good production results in wins? And too many wins that impact their lottery position for the 2022 draft. So the Rockets still continue playing them in that scenario. Are you okay with that? Should the Rockets try to win as many games and lower their uh, lottery position this season? You know, I think that the number one goal should be developing the young core they have with Jalen Green at the helm, make sure that if they do try to increase the value of a John Wall and Eric Gordon, it's not at the detriment of their young players, especially, you know, it'll be interesting to see how, if Wall spends the entire season here, how he fits if he stays healthy. Will? Yeah, I think, yeah, the goal is to develop your, your, your young talent. So, um. Hmm. Yeah, at some point they're going to have to have a conversation and sit them down. Either you know you you send them away, if you will, and you know allow wait for the trade. But yeah, I think you know playing John Wall winning games, but at the detriment of of not allowing uh, Christopher to develop. I don't know how that's going to play long term. So, 
Kim? Yeah, I think you um I think you develop them and I also think <clears throat> you start the season and listen, we know this is not going to be a, a team that's going to be competing for the championship in the next few years, but I do think you've got to you got so much young talent, you've got to you've got to try to develop them and 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 the goal has to be a, to to try to win. I don't think the goal can be for I, I think it's be detrimental to them if the goal is to be back in the lottery next year. Now, if that's where you end up, mm-hmm. but I just don't think that's the that's the goal. That's the strategy, you know. See, I, I think, you know, I've said it here on our, our show, Folks Talking Sports, as well as on the lunch break with AJ, that play the youngsters. Give them time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I'm curious. Will Tillman listen to Rafael and other people in personnel and say, Tillman, look, for the future of the franchise, John Wall should not play here. So you need to decide, do you want him to sit on the bench and still get paid if you're good with that? Because if he stays healthy and the more we play him, he's going to limit the development of our young core and potentially win more games that may hurt our chances of getting a, at another number one pick, top overall pick, you know, something like that, whatever. Tillman says, I ain't waving him. Yeah. So either you make, find a trade or he just, he'll be a rocket for this season and we'll try to move him next summer or next November, December, January, February, when we have this last year of his contract. Could that happen? So I think one of the things that will be um, important to Tillman this year is what, what does it look like when his team is on the court? Are they getting people if the stadiums are open to come in for fans to come in, can he make money in the stadium because there's some excitement around this team? Not that they're headed toward a championship, but I think it's going to be much more motivated by the experience. What kind of, what, how do they look? I mean, you know, I, I think it's, so he, I'm, I think he'll listen to Raphael some, but I think, I think, I still think Tillman's motivation is going to be money. I don't see Tillman motivation as being able to think big picture long-term. Um, of course he wants to win, you know, but in terms of how we get there, I, I think he's going to say, okay, well, listen, the fans are coming, you know, they're booing the, you know, with lost 10 and whatever it is. I think that's going to motivate it and have a lot to do with, with which direction Tillman, um, and the Fertitta family decide this team goes. That's just my thought. And, and let me say this. I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't think they're going to win a lot, especially early. But for, for, for Alan, Hard Night, So God, for the folks tuning in, commenting, and other fans, will y'all be good with the Rockets being a fun team to watch, fun, exciting, and losing? Knowing that this, this season is, is just a bridge to more development for next season and season down the line or will 
you begin booing because of the <laughs> losses piling up. I, that's a serious question because I just yeah. think in part of I the th- development, they're going to be fun. That's going to lose. It'll be fun to watch. That's going to lose. Yeah, and I think the key word right there, Chris, is development. If you can see that the young players, the core is growing, even if it it, it isn't translating into wins, the more improvement you can see, if you can see with Jalen Green being more comfortable scoring, getting a better understanding, if you see Jay Shantae take a leap from what he put in this past season, KJ Martin, KPJ, if you see growth in those guys, I'm sure the, the Rocket fan base would be fine with Having another, you know, if it's a 20-30 win season, but you know, having close games and, and kind of learning through, uh, going through the ringer of the 82-game schedule, but seeing that gradual improvement. Well, let me let me get your perspective from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. What What is the fan base there? What, what do they want now? Uh, they understood the process, not to, no pun intended, but they knew when LeBron was here, the four years he was here, they went all in. And there was a price to pay once he left. So now, you know, this is going into year four since he's been gone. So now it's time to, okay, we, we understood, you know, we, we traded picks and did some things to get players here while LeBron was here. So now it's time to uh, results. You know, they're looking for results this year. You know, they Evan Mobley is uh, a player that they're highly uh, – that's highly thought of. They're expecting a lot from. Uh, they re-signed Jared Allen. So that's um, a move in the right direction. Uh, a throw-in, that's the crazy part, a throw-in by Brooklyn that they needed to clear a little bit more money to, to acquire Harden. They called Cleveland to take Jared Allen off their books. And uh, worked out well for Cleveland. He's a $100 million player now. Worked out well for him. Uh, but now it's more so they're looking for uh, results. And this is the year that they're looking to make the step. Hopefully, if, if it gets them in the 9-10 spot, the plan spot, great. But they, they have to make some uh, some steps in the right direction, some development. Okay. And see, I think the Rockets and Detroit are in a similar position. Different than Cleveland. I think the Cleveland fans and I think organization wants to try to get the, to the play-in it's a further, further along in the development. I think Detroit is just slightly further along than the Rockets, slightly. But their goal is not to make the play-in this year either. Uh, their goal is more development for the youngsters, I think it should be the same for the Rockets. We're not talking about tanking. I think the Rockets are going to be fun to watch. They may surprise a team or two here, here and there. Yeah. But the inexperience of life in the NBA, they're going to still lose. Part of, part of inexperience and the talent 1 through 15 is not there. It's not good enough as it will be next season and the season after that. So... Will Tillman be okay with that? Will the fans be okay with that? Will people call in to the sports shows or comment on our show and other shows when the Rockets get the Rockets going a nine, ten game losing streak after one of those brutal road trips? Yo, man, this is this is awful. This is not what I thought this was gonna be. You know, will that be enough to 
for Tillman to go, I got to make changes. This is not what I thought it was going to be either. I hope not because I think we all agree this. Well, Andy, you're kind of changing what you said last week. I think we don't believe this is going to be a playing team. Yeah, the playing <laughs> is they're going to surprise the people to make yeah. the 10 spot for a play-in this year. If they do, they've had a very successful season. Do you guys um, think that um, – I'm sorry. Do you think ahead. that uh, – Coach, do you think Silas survives this year and gets he a should. chance to be there think, when they – Yeah. I think this is probably his first season, first full season where you could really evaluate and just compare to how, how much – a drama there was last season and what he expected when he first got the job. He had Russell Westbrook and James Harden on the team. Right. Uh, quickly, Westbrook was off it. And then Harden entering the season, it made it clear that he didn't want to be here anymore. I think last season was such an aberration. You can't really judge them based off of it, especially when you add on top of all that, all the injuries they had. So I agree that that makes perfect sense. But I do think that next season, if there's some, there becomes some, uh, something has to change. Unfortunately, that could be. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's the right move, but that could be the change. I mean, Chris, you remember a few years back when, when uh, Les got rid of Kevin McHale, and he said, I don't know if it was the right thing to do, but I had to do something. Yeah. So easy to move that one guy, and at least say, okay, I'm doing something. And unfortunately, that's always a possibility. I don't, I agree with everything you said, um, Andy, and I've been saying that for the past, since he's been here, uh, you know, so, but you know how owners get, if they kind of get that, you know, like I got to do something easier to move the coach and do anything else. Let me ask, ask y'all this. And it's been kicked around the last weeks, play a uh, month or two. Will the success of the Hawks and the Knicks cause some franchises to to look, see what they did? They made, made the playoffs and, you know, some of the management would think the Hawks and Knicks were a, a quick fix. That's not true. It's not true. <laughs> but they look yeah. at it like that and say, hey, I want you guys to do what they did. Turn around after our season – why, Stephen? Why aren't I getting this done after after one year? Could Tillman do that? I think that Tillman could because I don't think that Tillman really gets it right. The process and it's and as as um, I guess Alan Luna said, Houston isn't used to this. I don't think Tillman is used to it. I mean, remember the team that he took over, the team that he purchased, and he, where he thought they should be. I think that's going to be the dance for Rafael. Is how do you Keith Tillman, the Fertitta family, okay, and, and in it for the, you know, like give it another year, right? That's going to take that. That's going to be the dance he's got to do. And, and, and so we'll see if he's able to do it. I don't have a lot of confidence or, or faith that Tillman is, is that guy. I just and, and, I don't think you know, he know what the hell he's doing personally. You know, Andy, <laughs> Will, I want your, your thoughts on this because the Rockets seem to have hit on four the first four first round picks different levels of success i think all four of them have bright futures mm-hmm. so i'm speaking for myself because you know a couple months ago it was reported that tillman agrees with the 
the process. Got to use it. Process. The rebuilding. The reality of the situation is that this is not a championship team anymore. Okay? If he sees the potential of the four rookies, and I think all of us are saying Tilba needs to change his mentality because I think the Rockets' future is bright with those four rookies, Jayshon yeah. Tate, Christian Wood. I yeah. saw one thing. I want to get your thoughts on this as well. Could Christian Wood not be here by the time Rockets get good to great? You know, he, I, I, I just, it's, I guess for me, the such a, like things that I would normally say or, or, or think about a team because it's Tillman, it's such a wild card. And you're right. While he may say, I know we're not a championship team, but that's a whole lot between not being a championship team and being back in the lottery. I would imagine that Tillman is not okay with his team being in a lottery, right? I just think it's, you know, I, I just, <laughs> I just don't think he is. So to answer your question about Christian Wood, I don't know. Maybe, um, it's hard to call it, man. This this ownership here is, you know. Andy, what do you say? What do you, yeah, what do you, go, what you to the, say? to the to the Christian Wood point. I'd be surprised, I, I, and it's not even uh, speculation. I know there's been some people that have said the Rockets should trade Christian Wood because he doesn't fit the timeline of the younger pieces, which I think is absurd. Uh, I think it, it depends how long it takes the Rockets to get right. And I, I go back to the point, if you see improvement this season and a, certainly a much um, a much faster uh process of, of the young guys in terms of growing and being able to pick up the NBA game and going as the season progresses, then I think the, the mentality changes a little bit where, okay, okay, maybe in a year or two, the goal is to get to play in, get to the playoffs. So you can attract a free agent once, whether they do trade John Wall or once that contract does gets off, gets off the book, they have cap space to try to lure someone, maybe not a top free agent, but you know, a mid tier level star that'll get them in the in the hunt for the playoffs. But I think it all depends on the young guys and how quickly they pick it up. If they have another tanking season where and not even purposely tanking, but just another year where they struggle, whether it's against the good teams or winning close games, you know what they always said, the the bad teams are the teams that can't close out um, close games. They can't pull out close games. Uh, I think that really the and like you've mentioned, the wild card is Tillman Fertitta. I think really it has to be on the progress that these young guys make. If you see them kind of stalling a little bit, I think that puts a big question onto maybe we do need to continue to tank and try to look for younger guys that might be better, uh, might have a better potential, better fit if these guys aren't cutting it. Well, let me ask you this. It's funny how we are, how things are. I mean. Because you got four guys who are 19. Crystal Wood is 25. If the timeline is different. <laughs> it's amazing right. how quickly that changed. Right. But, but Will, do you think, is it possible, I hate that phrase like that, but is it possible that Christian Wood could, could have an issue with the team being Jalen Green's team now going forward, with the, with the team being – the 19-year-old's team and not his team. You know what? I <laughs> I mean, I, I would lean on on you, the, the three of you. You you were in that market. 
So you probably know his personality a lot better than I. Is is he that is he that type of guy that? It's, it, well, it's tough because last year we did Zoom. You know, we didn't have yeah, chance we did to be in the locker room. We didn't have chance to yeah, you know true, talk true. to him off the record and stuff like that. True. So my 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 gut is that he's not that guy. Right. I don't know though because you're right. I mean, I only talked to him on Zoom, but just observing him, and I, I did talk to some people that were around him with the team, but so it's hard to say. Um, somebody mentioned that, you know, he just barely got paid, so he probably wants to get paid. Um, I think he might, and here's, here's, here's the dance too for Rafael. I mean, how do you bridge this gap, right? You know, see what the, the, the bit of when they were competitive last year, a lot of it had to do with what they got from Christian Wood. So how do you, what's the conversation you're having with your young guys? Clearly Jalen is the future, right? But you know, um, how do you mesh that talent? How do you, how does, how does, how does Silas kind of bring that together so that there's not a, you know, I'm, let me just say this. I'm hoping that neither of these guys is the James Harden, right? That we've seen the past so many years, because it, you know, it was always an issue when there was somebody else that had a little bit of a star power. And I'm hoping that that's not the case with these guys because it does become a real problem. None of them are as accomplished, obviously, as James Harden, but that was an issue with this team um, the entire time he was here. So hopefully the, they don't end up with that same culture. I'd imagine Tillman doesn't want that again because it was detrimental. Right. And let me toss it out, out, out to you guys. <clears throat> OG77013, he thinks it's John Wall's team. Um, I think it needs to be Christian Wood's team because he's younger. But yeah. see, if it's John Wall's team, it, it might be because of his veteran leadership, his time in the league, et cetera. At what point, with John still being here, could that become a problem? The longer he's here and if, if it's still his team, don't you at some point want the young guys to, to step up and be ready? This is, this is my team now. You know, Kevin Porter Jr., next year or whatever, this is, this is my team. Chris Wood, this is my team now. At, at what point does do Rock need to move on from Eric Gordon and John Wall and say, yo, we need the young guys to step up and lead this team if we're going to get to where we want to go and have a championship caliber squad? Well, the longest you're going to have John Wall is two years if you can't do something with his contract, right? If they could do something with his contract, I don't think they would, I don't think he'd be here. <clears throat> so, you know, does, does it have to be one of the young guys' team this coming year? I don't think it has to be a, like a Jalen Green's team this year. No, I think no, Christian – yeah, I'm just saying – Jason or Christian Wood, you know, yeah. Right, one of those guys. I, I think it – you know, how they navigated last year. You know what I mean? I don't see it being terribly different as it starts this season with, like, those guys. I mean, I think they obviously matured and feel like, okay, I've got a little more skin in the game, especially Jay Sean because he, you know, he's got a – this whole season behind him, uh, see what a full season, although he had that, you know, injury with, with the Rockets. I, I don't think that's going to be a problem this year. I could be wrong. And it, I just don't think it is. I think in year two, um, it depends on who's here. And that's the thing. We don't, we have no idea what the, what the makeup is going to be because of all of these, you know, um, possibilities that we're talking about. And I'll say this, i I don't believe it was as big a deal last season when he said it, but 
uh, after some of the games, Christian Woods said that yeah. he wanted more touches. He felt yeah. like the offense needs to go through him more. Well, yeah. you got Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., John Wall. Christian Wood won't get more touches. So could that become a problem? Andy, Will? It certainly could, and I think it depends. You mentioned how long could this potentially be John Wall's team. I think at most that should be the case until the trade deadline because you, at some point it becomes detrimental to have, you know, for for the, the good, the bad starts to outweigh the good in terms of having John Wall here. I think while as long as he's here, he will provide veteran leadership. He will be able to mentor a lot of the younger guys. But at some point, like you mentioned, Chris, You'd hope, and Christian Wood has kind of shown flashes of he he's willing to take over as uh, the go-to guy. But you'd you'd imagine that you'd want if it's not him, if it's a KPJ, if it is a Jalen Green as the season progresses, have one of those guys be the ones to step up. And at some point, it starts becoming detrimental to have John Wall be that guy. The more you get into whether it's the end of this season or into whatever coming years come. Question for all of y'all: Do we think? The Rockets will start Jalen over Scoot, KPJ. I think they're going to start three guards. Yeah, I agree. I think the starting lineup should be John Wall, KPJ, Jalen Green, and then probably have Jayshon Tate being four with Christian Wood at the five. Yeah. Here, here's the other thing, um, and I, I, I like that. I, I think that's a, a real possible starting lineup that – that they have this year that they didn't have last year. All these guys at the beginning of camp, right? So mm-hmm. I think you're going to see they, they've got camp to kind of figure out who they are and, you know, who's going to step up, who's going to show up, right? We've seen them play in the summer league, but what happens when they, they get together, you know, and now they're playing, this, this, is, this is who the 12, the 15 is going to be, and what happens then? So – you know, who separates themselves um, in, in terms of what, what, what is, what do they play? And I, I think it's going to be interesting. I would love to see what happens, how things shake out in terms of how they look at camp. Well, what do you say? You know, I, I, I'll say this. I, I hear we took, we talked about trading John Wall earlier and a number of guards at, on that squad that, roster right now, Green, Gordon, Christopher. Mm-hmm. Trade a trade instead of Wall, KPJ to Cleveland for a top fifty five protected pick. Let's do that. I'm joking. I'm joking. I need that trade back. Yeah, because you are trying to you're trying to get him back. Yeah. You, I need that you know, trade yeah. back, man. That's the, yeah. We've talked about this. We've talked about this. I need that trade back. Especially now with the pieces that are there. But um when are the Cavs gonna have to get rid of get up rid of rid of your man? Sexton? Yes. It's probably going to be closer to camp if they do it. Uh, he's not going to get max money. His people are asking for max money. He's not going to get that in Cleveland. He's just True. not. He's not. So, um, if there's, uh, I mean, if they can attach him to Kevin Love, possibly, and get the two for one to get them both out of town, that's possible. But um, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. 
Um, I mean, he's a great scorer, great guy. I mean, he came in here um, at 19 years old. Speaking of 19 year olds in, in Houston, Colin Sexton came in here and did everything he was asked to do. I mean, came in and scored. Um, he tried to play defense. I mean, he did what he could do. The Cavs don't believe he's a max player. No, okay, not at all. That's not what it comes all. down to. That's what it and, comes down to. Yeah. In the comments, yeah, I agree with some of the comments we got, Andy. I think they're going to start Tice at the four. I could see that after the success uh, they had with Kelly Olynyk starting at the five and Wood at the four. Uh, did, okay, so that means coming off the bench, you got Jason Tate. Eric Gordon, Eric at Gordon. least to start the season. Uh, yeah, start the season because I think the roster's going to change because that's, I think at some point Shingoon and Josh Crisper will start being the G League with the Vipers, mm-hmm. uh, Garuba, you know, as well. Um, how still here for time being? Oh yeah, Armani Brooks. Armani Brooks. They haven't resigned him yet. You know, I was going to say he's not here. Yeah, he's not here. Yet here. <laughs> um, so the Rockets have a a young core. They got two veterans who are still part of. The core overall, it's gonna be. It won't be boring. Yeah, it shouldn't be. You know, the issue with. I'm not saying it's an issue. Christian Wood brought it up himself last season. We'll see if he has more of uh, has an issue this year about lack of touches. We'll see if that becomes an issue. Um, but pieces are there. They need more pieces. I think we'll just have to see how it all plays out. Kim, I want to get your take on this. Uh, did you watch the Texans play last night against the Dallas Cowgirls? Yes, I did. Oh, Chris. <laughs> wow. As long, yeah, as, long <laughs> as long as I have a mouthpiece, that's all, how I'll refer to them as the Dallas Cowgirls. <laughs> so I'm a fan of the Washington franchise. Been that way for 30 years. That ain't going to change. They're the Cowgirls until I die. So anyway, uh, Texans defense. What are the four turnovers? Is that right? Yep. Yes. As uh, Levy Smith likes to call them, they're takeaways. Okay. Four takeaways. So is, take-aways. is it safe to say the defense is ahead of the offense? Oh, absolutely. How, by you how know, much? Well, um, I mean, I don't really know how to quantify it. The, the, the defense is um, going to be a lot better than the offense uh, this year. And I was, you know, posted some interviews from post game last night and somebody clearly a Cowboys fan today was like, Oh yeah, the clown Texans fans and, you know, uh, and the Texans. Yeah. You did it against third stringers. You know, it's preseason. Right. But one of the things that David Cully says, right. He says, listen, whenever they keep score, it matters. So yes, it's preseason. Um, but I like a lot. I've always liked Lovey Smith. Um, I like this, uh, what they're doing with the defense. They've moved a couple guys that were linebackers back to the defensive line. Um, they look pretty good. Jacob Martin, who has, you know, was a linebacker in, in the past defense, as was Whitney Merciless. Jacob is a lot more excited probably about being on the line, playing with his hand in the dirt than, than Whitney is, but it, it gives him, it gives him a, a pretty good rush up front. <clears throat> Which then, of course, I like the secondary, but it's all about what you get in the, what you get up front. And so, right. 
to answer your question, I think the defense is going to be fun to watch. I think that's going to be the thing that's going to be fun to watch. This Texas team will not be very good because offensively they're not going to be very good. Okay, that, that leads to the question from Harden Iso God. Are the Texans any good? I mean, no. How, how many wins? I mean, do you, can you see how many wins? Yes. So I say between four and six. And the only reason I go to six mm-hmm. is because I think they're going to win some games because of defense, right? But they're, six is optimistic. Um, they're, they're not going to be that good. You know, this, this is a quarterback-driven league. And I, I like Tyrod Taylor, but I, I just think this offense is not uh, – it's going to struggle. You know, the offensive line will be better than last year, but that's not a really high bar <laughs> to say that they're going to be better. Um, okay. Your, your prediction of six wins on the high end is the most I've heard from anybody so far that I know and trust. <laughs> right. I said I think, I'm going with four. Six yeah. is like if somehow the defense I'm, wins a optimistic. couple games. Yeah, being optimistic. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. going with that. AD said – I think AD said four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I said one or two. <laughs> so yeah, now, you'll stumble in the four. I mean, they got four last, you know, whatever they get last year. Um, what what's going to happen <clears throat> with Deshaun Watson? Will he is he done? Will he ever play another game, regular season game, in a Texan uniform? I do. No. I say no. Um, and I've said something, and I've had people like question me on it even before. All the stuff happened with his, his his legal issues. I just didn't think the Texans wanted him, the new Texan regime. And I it's not because they ever came out and said said it, because obviously they even they knew you couldn't say you don't want one of the best players in the league, but their actions showed that they didn't. And why wouldn't they want him? Well, because now you got a new GM and you can get a lot of capital and you can build the team you want. And when you talk about the culture of the Texans and who they are and Jack Easterby and Cal McNair and now that, you know, we understand some of the, now that the, the general public understands some of the other things going on, you can see why, okay, maybe as great as he is, Deshaun isn't really the guy that we want leading our team. Now that may sound crazy. I think it is crazy, but you're assuming that winning is what matters most instead of culture. And I think that's what matters most with this with the organization. So what's going to happen with Deshaun? I think right now it's really a way to see on what the, what the NFL decides, right? Because you can't really move him until the NFL weighs in and says, are we going to put him on the exempt list? What are we going to do? Because any potential pra- trade partner, and there is interest, needs to know what his availability might be. So it's just a waiting pattern right now. I mean, None of that stuff is set to even hit the docket, the legal, those cases until February of 22. And that is if they're not delayed, because remember, because of COVID, all the court cases have been pushed back. And the Deshaun Watson case is not a priority, right? We need to get these criminals off the street, right? So I, but to answer your initial question, I don't think he plays anymore for the Texans. I heard something a couple, maybe the first week of camp, some football report that the Texans were trying to, you know, get him back. No, you're not bringing him in and putting him on scout team because you're trying to, you know, get him back in the fold. So that that's not happening. That's not happening. Will. Yes. What are your thoughts of the reports of the alliance with 
the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12. This means they schedule some more games against each other. I mean, it's not – I mean I, – See, I – well, folks, reporters are – that's not the, the main reason for it, though. They're not trying to schedule more games. They're trying to delay the have a voting block over against the SEC. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the (laughs) SEC, and this is my take. And I have that. I've had this discussion with a few people. Everyone views the SEC as like, and I may be aging myself, Andy. Don't so you may want to Google this, (laughs) but remember different strokes. Remember Arnold used to get into a fight with the Gooch, but yeah. we never saw the Gooch? Yeah. The SEC is like this mythical phenomenon. They have 16 to 14 teams right now, but are we really worried about Vanderbilt? Are we really worried about Mississippi State? No, we talk about Alabama, Georgia, LSU. So are we doing all of this for three, maybe four teams to throw Florida in there? I, I just... I, that's just my personal take on it. So to hear this this alliance we're blocking against the SEC, it's like, for what? For what? Well, I mean, they they are the TV draw. And, of course, you cover the Ohio State University, so you have a different perspective than us poor folk here in Houston who cover <laughs> don't cover a team like that. You said that. I didn't say that. I, I, I got no problem saying it. I've tossed rocks on my motto for years. So, and will continue to do so. But uh, prove me wrong, start winning again. But um, the perception of the SEC is football, college football, in, starts and ends in with them. Yeah. No one else plays football besides them. The TV ratings, you know, football is king in the South, you know, all those things. Um, Alabama seemed like they, they've won every championship that's ever been played. That's the perception. Uh, you know, when you can get a team that didn't even win this, uh, division compete for not championship. That's LSU. I got a problem with that. Happened years ago. No one, no one that bothered no one. LSU did not even win its own division, but they got a chance to pay for not championship. That's the power of the perception of the SEC. Now mm-hmm. you, you combine that with ESPN and the network getting all the games, the SEC games, potential to get the college football playoff on ESPN and do you remember a little while ago we talked about it about if I thought that the presidents if the playoff would start in 2023 and I said no because I thought the presidents would find a way to get wait to get more money in 25-26 that's what's coming up that's why this voting block is being formed the alliance being formed mm-hmm. they don't want ESPN to, to have the own market they want this to go to market give NBC, Fox, CBS a chance to bid on the college football playoff. So that's part of it as well. The SEC is not it's, – it's a Goliath, mm-hmm. but Ohio State is a Goliath. Ohio State may be the marquee name in, in college football to the majority of the country, not Alabama. But the alliance, well, I'm just thinking, I just want my alma mater to, to, to get some crumbs, to get off the, the little the kitty table and get a seat at, at the big boy table. That, that's what I'm hoping for. So 
because, I mean, just talking about the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, the Big 12 is not part of that. What should show them, the remaining eight schools, y'all need to do something because y'all are being squeezed. Let me read this to you. I sent it to, to Andy. I'll get y'all, Kim, your take and Will's take. Uh, the new commissioner of the Pac-12, George Klyovkov, said Thursday to some reporters that the Pac-12 will make with a decision whether to expand, whether, they, whether we intend to expand or not in the next couple of weeks. Okay? Mm-hmm. Next, John Wilner, who is, he is like the Willie Gibson of the Pac-12. He's very connected <laughs> to the Pac-12. Very, very connected to the Pac-12. He's a, he's a reporter. He said if the Pac-12 did consider expansion, Houston and Kansas would be at or near the top of his list. Mm. Obviously, KU is because of basketball. They, I mean, one of the blue bloods in college men's college basketball. Houston because of Houston, the city of Houston. Demographic because it ain't football success in the last four college years. College basketball too. Basketball season, college basketball is getting better, but in terms of demographics, you would get the Pac-12 will get a foothold in the state of Texas. So, what's to say, Kim, Will, if the Pac-12 comes, if George Klyovkov calls UH President Chancellor Renu Couture? We like to extend an invitation to the University of Houston to join the Pac-12. What, what, what would she say? You know, I, that's your school. Those are your people. I, I don't know. Um, I, I guess she should take the, the first phone call they get. I mean, you know, I think they would rather be in the tra- in the in the Big Twelve um, because of maybe proximity. But if the Pac-12 wants them, I guess you go. Will? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you got to take that call. I mean, no disrespect to the yeah. A. Well, I'll say it like this. With all due respect to the AAC, which typically means you're about to disrespect somebody. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with all due respect to the ACC, or AC, AAC, rather, um, you have to take that call. Yeah. You, the Pac-12, you have to take that yeah. call without question and accept that invitation. Okay, and accept mm-hmm. the invitation. Okay. Andy? Yeah, I was going to say, if Renew Couture gets that call, she's going to be thanking the commissioner. Uh, she'll be happy. The entire university program will be happy because Pac-12 is a big step up from the American Athletic Conference. And, you know, I, Chris, I think we mentioned this a, a while ago. When you think of the American Athletic Conference, especially, you, you don't really think of, is there really a rivalry that Houston has in the American Athletic Conference? I know in basketball, it's probably Memphis, those games. Those games are always good. But when you think of football, I, I guess SMU because of the Dallas interstate rivalry. Not but, really. I mean, it's not, it's not, not a really a rivalry. Because rivalry. is underachieved in football. Yeah. You know, yeah. It could be a lot of folks. But when you stink and when you get beat by a lot of people, are you a rival? No. Um, SMU in state, 
But I think, I mean, I think the preseason poll had SMU picked ahead of U of H in football. So Dana needs to win. Yeah. But if the Pac-12 says we want to invite U of H to join our conference, U of H should say yes to that in a heartbeat. I'm sure they mm-hmm. would. I think whoever calls first. I think if, if the Pac, if the Big 12 calls, if I mean, the I think Big, they're going. See, the Big 12 should, mm-hmm. but they won't because right. of the the ignorant belief of, well, we don't want to give Houston a recruiting advantage of having us a go. Well, that's why y'all are small, sticking small minded and your big boys left because stuff like that. You know, we don't want U of A to have recruiting advantage over Texas Tech and Baylor and TCU. Do better. If you can't beat, beat U of A in recruiting, especially based on what I've seen the last few years, that's a U problem. That's not a U of A's problem. But if, the, see, the Big 12 logically should stay together because if they stay together as a conference, they're going to get paid from Texas and Oklahoma for, for leaving. Right. But if they fray and go their separate ways, then the Big 12 disbands and then that money, not going to get it because it won't be a Big 12. But my man, oh man, if the Pac-12 comes calling, accept that invitation, and it just would happen, it'd be the culmination of what I heard 10, 11 years ago. There was discussion then about a potential UVH to the Pac-12 scenario. The irony then is that the teams included involved Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and U of H. Yeah. So it would be interesting because I, I, I was thinking about this yesterday and early, earlier today. U of H in terms of the, the Olympic sports, it'd be tough on the student assets, the travel. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, youngsters, they don't care about y'all anyway. You know, so let's be real. They care about football and men's basketball. They don't care about y'all, you know. But they'd find a way. You get more money, TV contracts, charter more flights. They'd make it happen. They'd try to do something to make it happen. It'd be tough on softball because they're struggling in conference right now. Uh, track program would be nice. Yeah. Get to Pac 12. It'd, it'd be, be nice tough. for the swimming. It'd be, swimming, it'd be, it'd be tough on football. Overall, I mean, they could do better against some of schools, but that's being from the a, Yeah, for a selfish standpoint, I mean, men's basketball just have to play UCLA and and those teams USC, Oregon every year. That'd be would be some good uh, games. That'd be great matchups. It, you know, I guess it'd be a Pac-12 North, Pac-12 South extended. Uh, you know, you'd have U of H, Arizona, Arizona State, UCLA, USC, Cal, Stanford in the South. And then you have KU, Colorado, Utah, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State in the north. I can work. That'd be fun basketball, you know, playing US, UCLA every year. You could hype up, well, you know, the, the game of the, the game century. Of the century. Blah, 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 mm-hmm. over and over again. You can hear that ad nauseum. But yeah. the next couple of weeks, Commissioner of the Pac 12 says they will make a decision. If they will intend to expand or not, uh, we're going to close it out. Going to almost two hours here, Kim. Real quick, because I touched on it with Andy before you joined us. Just 
tell the folks a bit of your history in sports journalism, sports media coverage. So, um, wow. So I've covered sports um, for 30 years. I started when I was 12. Um, wow. I have to just throw that out there because people start adding <laughs> up. Yeah, and so I've covered, um, I covered the Rockets two championships. You know, I covered the, the Houston Oilers when Warren Moon was here, when they drafted um, Steve McNair. Uh, obviously, when they drafted, and now the Texans drafted Deshaun Watson. Then I moved around the country a bit. I worked in um, Illinois. And I worked in D.C. and I worked in New Orleans. So most of my career has been in television, a little bit in print. And I've covered uh, all of mostly professional sports and, and some big college stuff. I don't do high school. Occasionally I'll cover like something that's like just some story. That's a real standout feature. Um, cover a lot of tennis and boxing. So, yeah, I kind of run the gamut of, of what I've um done in the business so in a nutshell without just going through my resume uh, <laughs> done some college sideline games you know done some network stuff and worked in television for pretty much every major network except for the cw so nbc abc cbs and and fox and did you weren't you part of history you and and uh, may rest in peace max edison yeah, you know, we used to do a show um, called Sports Time Out. We had a daily sports talk show, and it was way before there was ever a his and hers on um, ESPN. And we hosted a, a live daily show, I guess in the 90s, on um, on the then KYOK, which is back, but it's different. And so, yeah, and I don't think that that was the first time uh, – for that kind of pairing. I did the I did the Comets radio broadcast when they were here. Um, I was part of that broadcast team. But yeah, did the show with Max. Absolutely. How can folks find you on the internet? So you can find me on Twitter at Kim Y. Davis. That's what you see on the screen. You can find me on um, Instagram at Kim.Y.Davis. And um, you can find me at Chalk Talk. Uh, on Facebook, Chalk Talk with Kim. And so I do a, sh a live show every Tuesday at 11. It's a live on uh, Facebook, on YouTube, and also um, LinkedIn and Twitter. So um, obviously Kim Y. Davis is my website, <laughs> KimYDavis.com. You can find me there. So I'm pretty much Kim Y. Davis every place because Kim Davis is pretty popular and was gone. So I use my middle initial. Thank you very much for joining us, sis. I appreciate it. Will, how can folks Thanks find you? Thanks for having you, me. You? Uh, again, thanks for the opportunity, Chris. You can find me at Will Gibson 7 on Twitter and Instagram, uh, WGWTGSports.com, and also the WTG Sports Facebook page and Will Knows, the Will Knows podcast on Facebook as well. Andy, how can folks find you? Yeah, they can find me on Twitter at Ayana's underscore five. Also, be sure to check out uh, the podcast Pod Slime Jamma covering UH athletics. And I, I teased it last week. We weren't able to get it done last week, but now it appears we have a confirmation date. And we, I don't want to say it because you know, you can't guarantee yeah, it until yeah, you record it. it. Yeah, don't say but it. we 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 feel like we have a good guest uh, for our upcoming episode this Thursday. And it, once we do record, I'll for sure tweet it out. So follow me on Twitter 
or and Potsdam Jamma for that announcement. Cool. Thank you very much, all three of you. I'm Chris Gardner, host of Folks Soccer Sports, part of Houston Round Bar Review. Getting close to football season. Going to have some Texans talk with A.D. Moore on his YouTube channel. Hopefully in a few weeks getting that started. But I am at HoustonRoundBarReview.com, Houston Round Bar Review on YouTube. Shout out to everybody who commented on YouTube during this show. We appreciate it. Uh, I may do something, I don't know about daily, uh, during the NBA season, doing something with the Rockets maybe two or three times a week, pre, maybe in the mornings, like a recap of the night before or then preview the upcoming game, something like that. But I want that. I'll be on YouTube with comments from uh, from the fans. So get, get that going probably in October. Tune in for that. But folks talking sports, we'll be doing this at least once a week for as long as we can. In college basketball season, we got a sponsor lined up for that. So thank you very much for watching. College football. College football. Well, we got Will to talk some college football. You know, some legit. The Ohio State. Yeah, the Ohio (laughs) State. Because, you know, we need local teams to actually do something worth a damn for for us to talk about them on a consistent basis. But uh, (laughs) uh, I'm Chris Gardner, KG of the Houston Round Bar Review. Twitter, VHR Review. Everyone, to Kim Davis, Kim Y. Davis, Willie Gibson, Indianez. I'm Chris Gardner. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Y'all take care. Be safe. And I'm not sure we're going to be back next Sunday, guys. Y'all good with that? Yeah. That works seven, for me. 7 o'clock, I guess. Kim, I'm trying to get you or AD or Tamer to join our next show. So we'll I'll talk to you about that. We'll work it all out. Okay. But thank you very much for, for, for joining, Kim. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me, guys. Good hanging out with you all. Thank Appreciate you. it. We're learning mm-hmm. and growing as we as we do this. Try, get better for the next show. That's that's the goal. Hey, and you're time. gonna have to talk about the Astros sometime too. That's that's why Woo. you're here. That's why you're here. That <laughs> can ain't we it. not talk about today's game? But you know, yeah, that's that's why you're here. You can talk about the Astros. <laughs> bring it up. Feel free, because baseball ain't my thing. But yeah. that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Because the at Astros. some point, I want to talk some boxing in the future. Yeah. May talk some some uh, Premier League MMA. That too. I, it's a sports. Folks talking sports. I want to get all that. In the discussions at some point in the future, we ran we ran long. I want to talk about Pacquiao getting getting thumped last night. <laughs> That's another yeah. discussion for another time. Thank you very much, everybody. I'll take care. Be safe. See you. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.